Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat. Now, usually around this part, around this time in the podcast, I do a very, very high energy, as Joe would say, aggressive introduction to my two co-hosts. I'm going to take this time to kind of slow it down here and really ease into this. Now, Micah, Micah Ma'a, how are we doing today, buddy? We're doing great. We're doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to hear it. Joe, how are we doing today, buddy? It's a soothing voice for my loving brother today, so I I really appreciate the uh, the loving energy coming well, out you, of you said like out of I, Hawaii today. You for all those attacked. players out there, that's that's really important. You see what Gage just did? He took <laughs> advice and he and he learned from it. Whoa! Mm-hmm. And he took criticism and he applied it to his game. Life lesson for everyone out there. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can hear. Coachability. <laughs> sorry, there's Coachability. a pause in the background there. Um, but today, today we kind of got a, a, a heavy plate, a heavy, uh, a heavy dose of volleyball coming your way. First thing we're going to be talking about. Um, we got some more information. Joe did some more digging on the con calendars, the ones we did two episodes ago about the, uh, uh, about the, um, the women's team posing in lingerie. If you didn't check that out, again, it was two episodes ago. And then also we're going to be talking about a little more about the USA Gym, how they work with paying, how they work with the college students coming into the USA Gym. And then latest, Joe's got a new TikTok trend he wants to get into. And then, of course, we got the pick So, Joe, the con Wait, lingerie. Did you know, did you know that the, the con women's team is absolutely ridiculously good? Like, In, I was so just like talking the top to team. Our, our assistant coach. And we were in Paris, and I was looking at how many championships they had, and they had like 18 championships. And he was like, "Dude, you need to you need to uh, check out Khan Women's Team. They are they they won like 20 in a row or something." Well, and I was like, "20 in, in a, a row? row? 20? 20. In, I'm just throwing out another like crazy fact. So we're gonna need more fact checkers out there. But my assistant coach literally told me he's like, "I think they dude, won 20 well, in a row." Dude, speaking Did of facts, we have to bring. Game? Dude, dude, how fast ninety-two miles an hour is? We so many people like. There's oh. no way that's possible. Oh, it's it's incredibly fast. But do you know how many people I've seen Lopez play and that doubt that? True. Not a lot. No, not a lot. I know. Not a lot. I of told people, people seen ninety-two Lopez play and been like, "There's no shot." Especially when people are saying now that he's serving a lot harder than he used to serve. I never. That's I okay. That's I never said there was no shot. No, because you've seen him for, play. Yeah, for I, sure. I thought I heard that, and I was like, "There's no way in hell. There's no way." And the Brazilians were like, "Yeah, dude, it was on the it was on the whatever Superliga like like announcement thing that like he broke some record with 148 kilometers." And I was like, "What?" Because it doesn't so, seem humanly possible. With the fact that the best servers in the world are topping out at like 81 or 82, he would be the best server in the world. Miles then. Per hour? Then he is. If, That's if he's like some 90, comparing somebody who serves 62 and somebody that serves 72. Like, it's like night and day. So, he, I don't would know. He be, we're going to need our people on the ground to find that out. Okay, if that's actual, yeah, we're gonna, true. We, we've had a couple people send a couple videos that they thought was it. And uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe any of the videos that were sent to us are it. 
because it just by it's it's not passing the eye test for gauge nor eye. Um, so if somebody really does have 90, that video, we would love to see that. Ninety two is gonna have to be like you didn't see it. Yeah, it's gonna have to be like yeah, because the mirrors in the mirrors I can barely see. Dude, there's a video. Uh, Lopez, one of his serves is off a guy's chest, and it was pretty hard, but still not it. I mean, it didn't look any faster than some of the other like top serves I've seen. It, it would have to ten miles an hour is a ridiculous amount more than others. So I I I still don't think we have the the actual video footage. Yeah. We we need to get that though because people are fact checking us and guys like Eric Shoji, Damn even it. Dustin Watton, they were kind of throwing shade at <laughs> throwing shade at our uh, segment last week. But oh, go ahead. We believe it. I don't think we those get, guys have seen him play either. Our, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so because he was playing at Pan Am's and then he played at the tournament. Yeah. Too. I don't think they have maybe. And I don't he think they've seen him live. Juniors. Mm-hmm. We played against him in juniors and. Yeah, man. I don't know. We, I, I'm playing with a Cuban right now, and he said that Lopez's serve is, like, way faster than anyone else he's ever seen, and he's seen everybody. He's like, it's not He's like, it's not even close. Huh. And I was like, no, I, he's I would faster than Leon, and he's like, oh, 100% it's faster than Leon. It's not even close. And I was like, whoa, that is fast. But I agree, because uh, I've seen it, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's fast. It, yeah, it's it's for sure believable, but it's like I would have to really see it in order to like to defend him. For sure, for me for to sure. go like defend I, him, and, like. And I'm bringing these these things up, and I'm letting people know that this is not like a complete fact. Like I want to bring this yeah. up because it's it's interesting, but also at the same time, also tell you guys that this is from my Brazilian teammates who might not know anything. Hmm. So, all right well so like we said pl- yeah like we said if you guys have the video send it on it we, or if we you would know. love this or if you know like yeah this actually happened if you were there or if you were like if you were there keep up with the brazil league or something like that i don't know we have people listening from brazil i i mean we we get uh analytics showing that so there are people in brazil so if you guys have that okay. footage if you have the news report you guys yeah. are going to be our inside sources we need our brazilians out there to do our work for us because i'm lazy i don't need that i just bring up crazy points i don't need to check them i try to go on, to go on volume metrics and check it but like the latest game he played they didn't videotape it i'm like wow that's ironic so i couldn't check it out yeah okay and that was before i looked and it, and I, it wasn't do you remember him gauge yeah of course remember, i yeah of course i do like i yeah i still remember him when i was like 17 i told you beam me on the, the top like, of the head Oh, From yeah. the outside. Guy's a cannon. Guy's and a I was cannon. left back. It's easily the strongest hitter I've ever seen. I love it's Wild. It's ridiculous. I wasn't even mad when it's he was rid- killing us. I wasn't even mad. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He well, hits. Good for Cuba. The crap out of the ball. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get on, we'll get on here to what Kate wanted me to move on to. So. Yeah, like like on all our topics like we were just talking about we get fact checked on a lot of stuff and a lot of people dm us when we post clips or when they listen to the podcast about different segments that we have and so obviously the the segment that we had last two weeks ago now um which was regarding the con women's team's calendars that there there was a news article literally we were on the podcast and i pulled up 
the volleyball news website. And that was the first thing I saw. I'm like, all right. The first thing we thought was that it was actors and actresses who go and do this. And it 100% is not. It is absolutely the team who is who are we in these calendars. The and, and <laughs> calendars I and so, have a, I actually have a friend who's on that team, I realized. Who? Maybe we could contact her. Claire Felix yeah. from UCLA. Oh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what, so the what, what so month is she? So the... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. So, <laughs> don't, you have, don't, don't you have to buy it? Yeah, it's a fundraiser. Like, so that's what that's where I'm getting to right now. So, so we, I, I don't know if you guys, do you guys know Amanda Benson? Yeah. 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 So she was the she was the one that reached out, um, and she's playing in Switzerland right now, because she actually last year, um, she became, she was pretty open on her social media about speaking out on all the different clubs who do this type of stuff. And it's pretty ridiculous, like that clubs are getting away with it. There, there's. She was explaining to me that Dresden Volleyball Club in Germany is like the biggest, like probably probably the most like uh, infamous for doing this. Oh and a, I can't, I can't remember if she told me it was this year. For. Yeah, and <laughs> I can't remember if it was this year or it was the past uh, a couple of years ago. But they they did a wet swimsuit shoot one time. <laughs> They had their, like it's a wet swimsuit shoot. They had they had that and they also so uncomfortable, man. Dude, how do you get let me, to do that? It's in their contract. And our well, our all of us in our contracts. That's another thing we were um, discussing when I was when I was speaking to her is that all of us in our contracts. If you go look, the the clubs put in there like that they can use your image and your name and your likeness for. Any type of marketing, um, you can't force on the on, on like club uh, merchandise and stuff. And so, technically, like that is under under in your contract. And so, like I was my opposite right now on our uh, Friedrichshafen team here. His sister used he's from Dresden. His sister used to play there when she was younger. She was when she was like sixteen and seventeen, and the club was trying to get her to do like a, a swimsuit shoot. When she was 17 years old, and her mom had to step in, and it was—I mean, you, in the U.S., this just oh, would not fly like <laughs> anywhere. Um, and and apparently, like, this happens in the French, the German, the Italian, the Turkish, the Russian league. Like wow. every league, there's teams that do this type of stuff, and it's a fundraiser, and they're selling these calendars for like 80 to 100 dollars a piece, and people are just making. And it, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a sure lot of their fans right. are probably buying them. Oh, for I know sure. I've seen Dustin Watton do a shoot like that, too. Haven't you seen that oh, one? Oh, really? No. A wet swimsuit one? It's something like construction workers with, like, obviously not a lot of clothes. Bruno? So He's like the, Bruno. the male version of it. I know Khan's men's team does it. Dude, um, but, the, so but the thing is, in the, like, the European culture... This is the other thing is like the European culture. It's not strange them. Like they think it's strange that we think it's weird. Like they're like, oh, like this is completely normal. Like it's normalized in their culture. And I think especially in a country like France, I think like nudity and uh, kind of being yeah, open with your body is part of the culture. I mean, I don't know that much. Just from like movies and stuff, that's kind of the no, yeah, yeah, interpretation yeah, I get. Yeah, it's probably not. And so it's in. It's probably not malicious. It's probably just like. Mm. I mean, it, it's in in everything's about money at the end of the day. 
everything is 100% about money. Like, you, you don't do this unless it, there is a reason for money. But there's a, there, I mean, most clubs, if you look, men's and women's, most coaches, most clubs are all ran by men. And so they, the perspective coming, uh, the perspective and the decisions being made are all by men. And there's not really <laughs> women in on the decisions yeah. most of the oh time. And gosh, so dude, that's, that's another piece of it. Wild. Imagine your club coming to you. Oh, we're going to get you in a wet swimsuit for a team photo shoot here that we're going to be selling. I'd be kind of down. But then again, like you said, it's different yeah, it's when a guy so does it to a girl. When a guy yeah. does well, Gage, it to a girl, you would, it's different. You would, get, you would go do a nude shoot, Gage. Like, you'd you, be, you care less. You'd be January I, through September. I bought these. Probably. Uh, They'd probably get two Gage would do everyone. Oh, for sure. Gage is. Yeah. I did this. I got this. Uh, these two wrestling. Uh, these two uh, wrestling suits, you know, like really tight one onesies, right? And the ones usually what I don't know if you wear. What's called sing singlet, a singlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I bought them from Goodwill in Delaware, and one's like made of mesh, and it's a little I don't know, it's not completely see through, but it's definitely revealing or whatever. I'm not gonna wear it, but I'm definitely waiting for the right time to wear it though. I don't know. Why don't you convince Charlie to do a singlet calendar for a fundraiser? <laughs> for Gage, I would be the for only the one that does it. Team. I would really have to dig. I mean, maybe Max would do it, but he's not as open to that as I am. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm waiting for the right occasion. We'll see. But like I said, totally different, totally different thing. I'd be a solid to. pregame, pregame fit. Outfit is a singlet. Oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be next Charlie would year. literally kick my ass, dude. I don't want to do that. And they would, I, I, I understand why he would kick my ass too. <laughs> it's not like a, dude, Charlie, bro. Like, you dude, know what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, kind of going back to this, why do you think in Europe it's like the culture is so much more different and more accepting of this than and then the U. I mean, in the U.S., obviously, there's a lot of sensitive topics going on right now, and there's a lot of it, there's. I mean, there's a lot of issues that that um, bring about the sensitive topics. And so, why do you think like in Europe, like this is like an accepted thing? I don't know. People are just more sensitive in America, probably because I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. America still. I mean, really, I but um, yeah, no, for sure they're more yeah. sensitive. But we're also like a newer more... country. Think about Joe. Like, think everyone like goes like, how many revolutions has France gone through, or all these other people? Like, stuff but what does that have through? to do with what? But what, well, what I'm saying to do with? Well, it builds character and culture in my eyes, right? So you go through all this stuff, right? So they're kind of more culture been here for a lot longer rather than. You're trying to find your identity as America. Well, how long have we been alive? What, 300? Oh, okay. Alive. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So we're so creating our like, culture in a more modern era. Yeah. More sensitive Yeah, that era. makes sense to me. Where them, yeah. they've been, always been raised about... I mean, there's probably more that goes to it, but that's just why... I don't know. My mind goes to that. Gage, I must yeah, say, your, your take on world issues and stuff is... Like so unique on so many levels, <laughs> Micah. Micah, what? Did, why? Why do you think like just oh, the kind gosh. of culture? Why is this accepted in Europe right now? I think it's accepted probably in most of the world, besides America. Yeah, I think I think America is like uh, pretty progressive. Pretty uh, there's there are some places that are pretty progressive as mm -hmm. well. I know Berlin's probably. Oh yeah, pretty progressive. But um, yeah, America's always been pushing for for rights for everybody and all that kind of equality stuff and all those kinds of topics yeah. are just 
super big in America. It's it's at the yeah. forefront of our politics, whereas other think, countries, it's it's really not. Yeah, no, I think I I just think the issue with it is if you're forcing and you're pressuring people to do it. Like if like if you do it and you're like, all right, it's your choice, but obviously, like if you're the only one on the team who's not doing it, then you kind of probably like if you're the American on the team and the club's looking at you and the rest of the team's like, oh, why like why are you so special? And so that could be weird, but if they're pressuring people to do it and they're like kind of like pushing you, then I can see or that yeah, I don't see it. That hundred percent is an issue for people. Yeah, and like if like they're doing one, somebody's super uncomfortable to do it. That's just hundred percent. Yeah. And so I think I, yeah, if I you think that. Do it, go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. Sign. But you should off, you should you should have the choice to be like, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, ask you. You should ask your friend because I mean, she she she. Uh, yeah. Like you said she plays for Con, and then you yeah. can see if, if in the I think contract. She's pretty sure she does. Send us. Have her send you her contact. Her uh, contract. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can't get, yeah. What? Send me your contract, <laughs> no, I'll please. Ask her, I'll ask her like how they run that thing because that is. I'm kind of curious about that. It keeps going on and on. I mean, you you learn more about the world and different cultures each day, especially when you're in international waters like you guys are. Sure. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about today is a little more USA stuff. Now, Micah, you have more experience than I do about this. Both you and Micah do. Um, you For guys, sure, you, Micah more so, than anybody. Exactly. So, Micah, you played in VNL last year. And yeah. when you played in VNL, if you're a non-college student, every game you're getting paid, right? Are you for VNL? Yeah, I I think I know Kavika and Dave Smith kind of run the money, or the finances. I don't know exactly really? the breakdown. Yeah, how do they? Yeah, they're kind of like. What are they like? Huh? The, the Chris Paul of the the, the, the Chris Paul the player yeah. association. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like Kavika, I know is on the board as the players' representative, and I think Dave does a lot of the. He's really good with finances. I think he has like a. I don't know. All these things, I'm, somebody needs to fact check me. But I think he might have even have a master, his MBA. I don't know. He's really good at finances. He likes doing it. So he does that. He handles that stuff as well. Um, and I think a bunch of the older guys kind of have some input. But I remember knowing the amount. I know it's different if you win and if you lose. And I remember knowing the amount our first trip in Poland because nobody told us. And it was our first time, me, Josh. And Kyle were there. Oh, and TJ. And we were like, wait, we get paid that much if we win this game? And we were going, <laughs> Do you remember the amount or no? We were going, you- no. We were going nuts on the bench. We were like, ah! Like, we're going to get paid today, baby. Got to be a couple uh, of Gs. <laughs> Got to be a couple of Gs, no. though, yeah. No, 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 no. A no, couple no. hundred? No, no, no. Yeah, it was a couple hundred, I think. Damn. It was a couple hundred. Uh, but, that, but then, obviously, if you win... Um, there's a prize, and then you guys all split that, which is um, like the team USA is crazy because they split it re- like evenly across the whole team. Wow! Even though like freaking Matt and Micah and Aaron and Taylor and Max and Dave are playing like every game, they, yeah. they <laughs> split it evenly. So it's pretty That's dope. That's boys. And I mean, yeah, you probably came super out, dope. You probably came out, especially this last. Well, not this last. Well, yeah, this last summer with a pretty nice purse. Yeah. From the yeah, US for agent. sure. I got super lucky because I was, I just kept filling in roster spots for VNL because people were getting hurt. Um, 
so I got to play some outside. I got to play some setter. I wasn't normally supposed to go to like, normally I was supposed to go to three weeks, and I ended up going to all eight somehow. Like the my the first trip to Poland, it was Saturday, and the, the team left Sunday morning, and I'm lifting after practice, and Rob comes over and he's like, "Hey, you ready to go to Poland?" And I'm like, "No, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to Poland. What are you talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, pack your bags. You're leaving tomorrow morning at six. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, because I guess Michael Saeda was supposed to go and had a wedding to go to, and then I stayed because Taylor Shander had to come home or Jake because they both got hurt. So I just kept on staying and staying. And however many weeks you stay, you get paid for that much too. So damn. Uh, yeah, lucky that was you. Super nice. Did you blow all your money yeah. or did you save it? <laughs> no, I don't spend. I don't spend a lot of money at all. You and two are the same. That's smart. Now, Joe, Joe, did they pay you guys? Yeah, for the me Pan and two Am are Cup? the same. We don't, we don't spend any money. No, I mean, in in general, they give you like a. If you're not, there's only like a certain amount of like money tournaments. Like not every tournament, are right. money tournaments. Even like I, I I don't know the whole breakdown for everything, but no, for like Pan Am stuff, there's no. They they pay you like per month. They give you like a stipend to like live off of basically. How much per but month? The, it's not like. It it depends like how old you are, how many years you've played yeah. at the team. It's like everyone's different. Di- everyone's it's, different. What do you think, like, like Taylor and, like, Micah, how much are those guys making, you think, a month? Like, Gotta be. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I, don't I really couldn't. I don't know how the, I don't know how the equation works. I know the max I think, like, the first, I think. The max is, like, 10,000. 10, I, I think Matt might be maxed out. Again, if you if you're Eric or if you're Dustin or if you're somebody that knows a lot, you want to throw us, some we're numbers. Not, we're we're not fact checking this. Um, I th- I think the first year, so, like for first year guys, it's like five hundred. I think like you're yeah. like the, you start at like five hundred, I think, and that's like your yeah, base to live off. So I want to I want to say, but but explain. And based on how many years you're in there, based on how many, I know you get a raise every like major tournament you qualify for the roster, so. I think this past year the major tournament was either the Olympic qualifier or World Cup, and if you're on those rosters, then your number goes up for right. your monthly amount. Now, as well as how you, many years I think. Now you might want to be thinking, obviously, as an NCAA athlete, right? Um, you're not, you can't get paid, and right, I, you, and obviously your mind automatically from the outside in thinks, dang, like I wish you would prefer to be one of those guys getting paid. And if you are on the $10,000 or the maxed out or close to the maxed out scale, obviously you would. But I would say something that's even more priceless than getting paid every month is the reimbursements as an NSA athlete. Now, I'm going to explain this a little here. We've all gone through this. So for the USA gym, again, remember you to protect your eligibility gauge. Exactly, <laughs> you got to protect your eligibility. So what you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You... <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Um, so as an NCAA athlete, you're not allowed to take money from USA volleyball, right? So let's say all that money that you guys were just talking about, I can't receive any of it. Um, and then when you guys were in that, when you guys were NCAA athletes, same thing for you guys. So what you can do is they can reimburse you, and that's legal by the NCAA. So what happens is. You go in there and you keep all your receipts. You fill out a table or everything, and then you hand your receipts and your uh, and your sheet. What every week, every other week, around there whenever, oh, until you fill it out. You until want. you fill it out. Yeah. Whenever. And they reimburse every you. day. <laughs> I remember I dropped. I remember I, I was with me, Mike, and Joe. We we're about to go on a trip. I'm like, 
Hey, hey, hey don't put me in this. No, no, no. We, no, no. We all went to Target. We all went to Target, and we went to like a family style restaurant. And you got it all, bro. And, and I you got, got everything. And I got it all. And I'm not kidding. In about two, three days, I dropped around four hundred dollars. That, and that's just like lightweight. Like I know, I heard other guys. I'm not gonna name any names. I've heard other guys literally be go to like to a Korean barbecue or something. And just be like, all right, boys, give me your receipts. And they just grab everyone's receipts and just be like, all right, it's mine. Good to go. Yeah, but they, they, do, they, do, check, they do check some. So now they're more gnarly about it because, cause, I mean, they probably had that happen a lot, yeah? Probably. I don't, I don't, I don't Mike, know. You got busted one time, didn't you? I didn't get busted. And I didn't <laughs> have anything to get busted for because I, I was like, I was like ah, I'll, just, I'll just play it safe. Um, I never, I, I never got I anyone for that, I know some people that got caught with their hand in the cookie jar for sure. <laughs> for sure, dude. Some you made straight idiots. Uh, <laughs> idiots trying to go kart racing. I could guess probably who that might stuff. be. Oh my god, like, these guys probably guess. Dude, you but, go into Safeway. Oh, dude, the reimbursements lines. are sick. The reimbursements yeah. are sick. Um, oh yeah, life's that's when life's easy. Dude, yeah, that might be better than just yeah. Depending yeah, on how much yeah, you get, it might be better. There's there's definitely there's definitely a like an Prices. argument for up into probably up until like fifteen hundred, nah, maybe less than that. Definitely for five hundred, it's super worth it. You can yeah. eat like a king. You can eat like a king. Like you don't make any money, but you 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 can eat like a boss. Um. I don't know. What would the number be for you where you wouldn't accept reimbursements anymore? 1500 is what I, I would say. I would say 1500 I think that's... See, I don't know. The way I was spending money, I was dropping three, 400 a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was but, living like a gang. But if you get, but if you get, but if you get like a 1000 for your own, then you could probably spend like what? Yeah, but I'm going to be more frugal 400 money. a month and get... Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be more frugal with my money. I just want to go and live like a king. Right, right. But life's not. (laughs) It's the mental capacity as well. Right. Think about it. Right, right. (laughs) It's the mindset. Right. So, for example, when it's not your money. Yeah, gosh, that's such a give and take. Listen, listen, listen. You have no care. You literally go to a restaurant. Exactly, exactly. That, and no matter what, it doesn't affect you. When it's in your bank account, when it's in your bank account, then you. Yeah, 1500 might. Might be it. If if I give you a hundred dollars, right, versus I give you a hundred dollar gift card, when you get a gift card, you're like, well, I gotta spend it, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Rather than if you get a hundred dollars, you like, you're like, you don't feel, you're like, I gotta save this, right? I feel yeah, I have point. to spend it, you know. So sorry, what were you yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 that's a really good point. No, I was saying when it's in your bank account, like when you see it in your bank account, then you feel like it's yours. But when you have the reimbursement, exactly. you just feel like you're spending other people's well, money. Exactly. The reimbursement, it really isn't yours. You don't get. You only get as much as you spend. Exactly. So, so spend a lot. So spend not, a lot. It's not even your money, really, at the end of the no, day. No, you're living no, carefree. No, no, no. You're living carefree your, your best life. For It is not You're your like, money. every time it's like, well, I mean, uh, USA's got enough money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, but, oh, um, yeah, hopefully as we get more experience in the USA gym, we'll get... We'll find out. We'll share some numbers with you guys. I'll have no problem sharing numbers more, with you. 
Our yeah, facts exactly. get a little bit more and more accurate. Or we just get guys in the show, like experienced guys like Matt and Micah again or someone, and just like, just out of the blue, just ask them like really inappropriate questions. So. It's like, how much money do you make? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. We can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. Um, but hopefully, hopefully again, like I said, we get more experience. We'll get more numbers crunched your way. Uh, Joe, with the latest TikTok challenge, you texted me. You were trends. texting me about this. The trend. TikTok I don't even trends. know. I don't even TikTok in so long. I don't even have TikTok, Joe. Dude, I you gotta TikTok's freaking. I think it's the greatest app. I'm not saying it's not great. The way it's designed. It is, it is incredible. It's addicting. So, incredible. all right. Well, this can be the last segment before we, we hit our uh, our closing segments. Um, on TikTok right now, there's a trend going around, and you have to kind of, and there's a bunch of different. Everybody kind of puts their own spin on it, but it's basically you pick something that like like your favorite sports team or your favorite whatever your favorite restaurant or whatever, and you have to describe that without telling without using any of the words in the name and so i wanted to go through all the positions of vol- in volleyball so for example the other day i'm sitting there on a tiktok it says what's your favorite mlb baseball team and i said my co- i commented on this guys i said three championships in five years for the giants and that and so that's kind of does that make sense yeah, yeah. so yeah i i we're gonna go i wanted to go around really quickly uh to the different positions and see the best description it's just a couple words but you have to give a description without using the position title in the description obviously does that make sense is that clear yeah yeah okay so micah i want you to start for setters how would you decide the setter position without using the name (laughs) The distributor. The distributor. Is that okay? No, I think that's perfect. I think. Joe, you should I tell your penetrator out. story. One of these days, you gotta tell your penetrator All story. Right. I'll. We'll save that for another day. But yeah, th- that's a nickname I was given by a fan, the penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> Gage for liberos. You gotta go for liberos. Oh, kickers of volleyball, or like the punters of volleyball, the kickers of volleyball. That's so bad, dude. I don't think I don't that's think that's bad, that's such a bad one. I don't I think do that's mean? horrible. What do you that's mean? Horrible. I think that's You should have just said like short person. <laughs> Shorty. Shortest person on the team. Short. But Shortest I'm not even person. I'm like six two though. Yeah, but people would guess libero, uh, libero, libero, I don't know how you even say it nowadays. Everyone Lib. says it different. The bro. Kickers Charlie. and volleyball? That's really what you got? What okay, you need to explain Dude. that, which is Part of the reason why it's bad. well, think about it like this. Well, all right, yeah. we're not to we're not to like that extent. Like for like we're not to like that extent where we're if you have a bad game, like you're completely exempt from like punishment because you're the kickers. You're really just doing your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Whereas liberos, you're actually like you do more than the kickers do. But for example, like if you have like a like a lot of the stuff that the coach talks about, or like more than fifty percent of the stuff that the coach talks about doesn't have pertain to your position or anything. For example, if you have a bad serving night, what's he gonna do? Yell at you? Like I don't know. If you have a bad offensive night, what's he gonna do? Yell at you. Now if you have had serve receive or defense, okay, but other than that, I mean same thing with kickers. You know, if they have a bad offensive night, yeah, what are you gonna do? But I mean kickers unless they have a bad night. That's why I say with the kickers of to a certain degree, alright, fine, shorty. There you go. You got it. Made Micah happy. 
All right. I'm just uh, saying it was just really bad. Uh, uh, Gage, you have to you have to choose for me one of the three remaining positions. Uh oh, middle. You'll definitely like this one. All right. Uh, I do all the dirty work and I only play half the game. <laughs> dirty work. I mean, I don't know. And I only play half the game, dude. Middles have to do the yeah, worst half jobs. The- Half the game is is a good one to do, or just big and clumsy. Big and clumsy, yeah. But opposite opposites could be big and clumsy too. True. Opposites yeah. are no deep. I play half the game is so easy. that's so spot on. There's no play way half. To get that and right. middles hate when you tell them that. They're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, bro, you only play half the game today, bro. And they're always complaining. They're always like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so. They complain more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna put it Gage, out. People... What... Wait, okay, Joe, you continue. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say for outside. No, I was gonna you say got. that. Libero, if you... outsides, I don't know. Multifaceted, multi-talented. <laughs> Gage, Swiss Army knife. Swiss like... Army knife. Swiss Army knife. Uh, Swiss Army knife could... for an outside. Yeah, Mike, all, all, t- all the tools and utilities. Yeah. Micah, what do you got for that, for outside? For, for outsides? Mm. Oh, I don't know. What do you have? I was hoping you had something. Uh, for outsides, though, outsides. they... The D... Uh, they are the divas, but that doesn't really break it down. Like That could be a bunch... I don't know. I think outsides are a lot of times kind of divas. Entitled. Yeah, but you have to describe kind of their job. I mean, they do most of it, right? I mean, they, they do, do it all. They have to do everything. They have to be able to do everything. Yeah, they do it all. They do it all. Hmm. I don't know. Here, I got one for setters. Asshole. You could say about I... that. <laughs> uh, that actually, that dickheads. actually is. <laughs> that actually is something that has come up a lot. I think it's actually I mean, you gotta something be. that setters I mean, I get need it. to be. I get it. I get All right, it. we're we're kind we're kind of trash at this TikTok trend. Yeah, we're trash. <laughs> we're, I had a I had a I had a good TikTok trend that I not a trend, sorry. I had a good idea for a TikTok that I wanted to do, and it was gonna be um, NBA players as volleyball players, and I wanted to get like a Harden jersey, and like be a setter and like you pass me a free ball, and I like euro step all the way, take it euro step all the way, and like do a. A set to a gap, but take it all the way, or like do like a Russell Westbrook where you like, um, it's a super easy dig and you're an outside and you're shoving people out of the way to get like a, the stat for to get a dig. <laughs> like, ah, get out of here, get out of here, and you like, okay, and you talk to the stat guy and be like, put that down, put that down, um, and like just a that would have been good. Really, really funny. I'm trying to think of other people that um, I had in mind. Can't remember who it was. I think I, I probably had LeBron. Harden, where it was like instead of um, instead of doing the jump serve forward, I was gonna start at the service line and like oh my step back, step back, step back, and then toss it and serve. I had some super good ones, but I'm too lazy. So yeah, that's that. I feel like that would like that'd be a dope video. That's a good YouTube video. That is like good. NBA volleyball impersonations. I'm trying to think of who else. Who would you who would you try and do? I'll open it up. 
Mm. Uh, LeBron just complained for every touch. Every touch. Just, no matter how, where you hit it, always <laughs> complain for the touch. Oh, Bro, you missed. Yeah, the, the hitters oh drop their hands. God. The hitters drop, the, or the, the blockers drop oh their hands and you swing. God. And he's complaining or, for a touch. Or Dude, your he free gets throw. fouled more than anyone in the league. Shut up. True. Dude, I mean, go talk to Steph Curry Draymond, about that. Draymond Green where you're blocking. And instead of blocking with your hands, you kick under the net. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. That would be awesome. That would be gotta good. absolutely nail someone in the nuts. Who can I stick <laughs> that in there that good. I would that I could kick in the nuts? Who could I stick in? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gage, Gage, yeah, why don't you pull? Why don't you pull up the DMs? When we get in the summertime, we should uh, get that video together. Oh, I feel we like we're gonna come up with sure a lot of just great idiotic videos that we're just gonna have fun with. That would be a good. That would be a great video. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Uh, so hey guys, this is a question for Joe and Micah from Hudson Volleyball. As a setter, I was wondering what's your advice on setting consistent tempo balls and out of system setting. Hashtag out of system, baby. Yeah, I'll take this one. So I think I'm just kidding. No, you guys. <laughs> Mike, you take the, the lead out of on this system one. one. You do the out of system. Out of system. One. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Out of system. Uh, so pretty much the higher level you go, the more important out of system setting is, and the more balls you'll have to be setting out of system because the serving gets tougher, and really like good passes um, become balls that are like. 10 feet to 15 feet off the net sometimes on like gnarly serves. And so out of system setting is, it, it really depends on the hitter and the and the coach in their system that they believe in. But for most coaches that I, and hitters that I know, they like the ball tight on the net and a little inside the pin. So they can kind of, they can kind of work with it. You, I mean, you, you have to put a, the hitter in position where he has a couple different options. But I think the biggest thing is getting the ball on the net. Even no matter like where along the net, I think you, as long as the ball is on the net, then there's a then there's a play that, that can be made because of the blocks there. You can reset and and work from there. But the balls, like I know for for Mike and I, like at the professional level, like if you set the ball eight to ten feet off the net, it, the chances of you winning that rally diminish significantly. It's so hard to score from that because the blockers are so good and they're so disciplined. And the defenders are so good at picking those balls up because it's just a totally different angle on the ball. And so really making sure to get the ball high on top of the net is the most important thing. And for that, you have to be squared up. Um, or, or I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't think you have to be squared up every time. I think you have to be stopped. I, so I misspoke there. I think you have to be, like, stopped um, and uh, in a position where you're balanced. I think that helps give the most consistent ball out of system. I don't know, Mike, if you have anything that – you want to correct me on or add? No, I think mean, you're you're the out of system guy. I would just say what helps me sometimes is drawing a line in my head, like, and just trying to stay as symmetrical as I can when I'm practicing um, on both sides of that line. So I draw I draw it from my forehead and I like try and picture the trajectory that I want because you definitely don't want a ball that's like low drive into the net. Because obviously we're aiming yeah. at the net, and then people can't get their feet there to make a play. So you want like a nice apex to it, and I try and think of that while I'm practicing, and then just stay super symmetrical with my hands, and just really simple with your body and with your with all your movements, so that it's replicable. Um, and then 100%. for for in tempo setting, um, 
Oh gosh, it's probably a lot of the same stuff. Just being super simple. Um, getting your feet there is probably the number one thing so that you can always have your the ball in the same place. Um, and you don't have to be super talented or super gifted with your hands when your feet are always perfect. You can just kind of mm-hmm. make the simple play. And a lot of times people want to make those cool plays, but they're actually, one, they're not as consistent. Um, and two, you can be just as deceptive if you're if you're simple. Um, if you always look the same, people are not going to have a clue of what you're doing. Um, so either way you do it, you can be deceptive, and one of them is a lot more consistent. So, yeah, I would say get your feet there. Um, practice just super simple movements, um, following through, being symmetrical, all that good stuff. Joe? Solid. No, I think you nailed it. I mean, I, I I always don't like to over over analyze, over complicate things. I think like at the end of the day, there's like a few things to focus on, but everybody has their own style. And sitting there and trying to dissect every single thing, I I think is ineffective in a way because you just are thinking about so many things. Like if you start thinking about every single movement, everything, then I think <laughs> you're just destined to not uh, play well. So at the end of the day, yeah, being balanced is I think the most important thing. Just working on a consistent release, and so. Um, I think my, all of my response though were perfect on both of those topics. Um, next question here, we got a true Aussie. He's from Down Under. He sent with the Australian flag, so I got to give a shout out to Nemo Mote, middle blocker I play with right now here oh, for the from Australia. This guy, William Darcy from Australia. Um, hey guys, would you be able to talk about how to deal with injury and the mental side of that? Currently dealing with patellar tendonitis for over a year and would love any advice you guys could give. Cheers, lads. And gave a shaka and the Aussie flag. Gage, you are the ones with the knee issues, I think. Yeah. I think you could give some good advice uh, to our boy William Darcy uh, from Down Under. Well, I'm going to give you a quick, a quick uh, brief history of me and my, my what I learned to be what my quad problems were. Um, started my senior year, I remember, and then my freshman year, I was a serving cell by go, and I had patella tendonitis and everything. It wasn't good, but luckily I was, I was libero, but then I started doing serving subs, so I started jumping, and sometimes they had me serving all practice, so I was jumping just as much as a hitters a lot of the time uh, with serving. And I remember one time I went down, and I kind of landed on my left a little weird, and I just felt like a jolt of pain, right? And that was the beginning of the most, the most pain I've ever played in my life. And it kept getting worse and worse, right? So for eventually for patella tendonitis, I took what are called stem cell shots. I took them twice. So when they take stem cells, they take your blood, they, they take stem cells, they biofuse it together, and then they inject it back into your knee, which is can be pretty painful sometimes. Um, but still, I had quad problems. What would happen? And I, and I didn't figure that those problems out until um, I had to figure it out on my own. Like I saw countless doctors, countless people, physical therapists, and I had to find out on my own um, and then with the help of Holly, who also who also uh, is a co-host of Calling the Shots, shout out to Holly Tolliver, um, she helped me kind of find out because uh, she's in the medical field as well. She helped me figure out what the, the quad was. But the number one thing is I was paying, playing in so much pain and no one knew. I wouldn't tell anyone, so they didn't think it was as bad, where I literally at times couldn't even move in practice. Remember, I remember when I was in the Ashton gym after um, our season and I was just in so much pain, like I couldn't even move. Like, I, like it'd be, so what would happen, it'd feel like, it feel like a knife would cut into my leg, would cut into my, anytime I jolt it or be like down. And I legit, 
like can't even move. Like I, I don't do squats right now. I don't do anything. And I think that's where you got to start, right? Find the problem and then also cut the things that are aggravating it up to a certain extent. Obviously, you got to play volleyball out of your life. So I remember I would lift. I would be benching as or uh, not the uh, I mean squatting with this, you know, trying to squat as much as possible. Damn near with one and a half legs. And it was excruciating pain. Like the most pain, but for some, I was an idiot. I was an absolute idiot, right? You just try and lift through it and you're like, no, I got to do this because this, no, don't, don't do that. First of all. So try and cut the things, especially with, if you're lifting or whatever that are aggravating it out of your life. That's the most basic thing. Another thing is treatment, right? Start rolling it out, start icing it more. And then also doing a lot of research as well. Find out what the issue is and, and what you can do that helps it, what you can do that, that, that kind of. And when you're doing off time, and I've recently started feeling better again, thank you again, Holly, and to myself for doing research, find out again, do a lot of research and take the time to rest and do the rehab that you need to do. So when you have, especially in these COVID times, which you have a lot of time on your hands now, use that to the best ability. And man, and I just gotta say, man, it's, I remember I'd be taking so much ibuprofen before games. I don't know if you've watched any of our games, anyone listening out there, my nose start bleeding. And that's why anytime you saw me nosebleeds, because I took a bunch of ibuprofen. Now I don't take ibuprofen even if I'm in a lot of pain, because I'm just like, screw that, like, just play through it. But what I'm saying is, definitely take this time that you have with the COVID off and rehab and, and do everything you need to do to feel better. And then also look at stem cell shots. They're definitely a game changer for the future of science and sports and, and non-sports, just medical field, for sure. I know that's kind of long, but I've had to play through playing and it's not fun and like i couldn't even move some games and matches it, was, dude, it, it takes was so good. much joy out of volleyball dude it was it was like it takes so much joy out of like practice and uh, you just like dread it and you're like dude this is not fun it's just i'm in pain the whole time we're playing it was just yeah now but dude it's crazy now i feel great like i can squat like, I'd be in service Eve and I couldn't even move to my left or shoot off my left. I'd just kind of like, Ugh, like, it'd be stiff. And I'd be like, it'd be so frustrating because I'd have bad practice and I couldn't even do anything about it, really. But now I can actually squat and push off because I found what I had to do. I started rehabbing more and, like, well, rehabbing the right stuff. And I feel freaking phenomenal. I don't mean to put the, the, the limelight on me there. But, like, I've had a lot of stuff with injuries. And I think that, like you said, it just takes the joy out of volleyball. But once you, it's like a relief. Such a relief after two or three years, you know. I finally feel like myself again. That's crazy. Comeback story, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kev Lou underscore 15. I have a quick question for Mike and Gage and Joe to answer for the podcast next time. How do you get teammates to practice more seriously instead of fooling around oh, and that's, wasting that's reps in gym at the high school, college level? How do you guys switch from your awesome, funny personalities to your serious volleyball so quick. <laughs> Jokesy. Um uh the there's I mean I think all of us might have different takes on this. So uh, you guys have heard of previous podcasts. I think how I train is I'm very very serious for the most part. I mean there there's a little bit of joking around but I overall like I'm more on the serious side. And when I play with my uh, guy like my brother who likes to fool around, uh, <laughs> and goof off, uh, 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 I was all—I mean, I—I I was always the one who was sticking a sticking something up his, you know what? Butthole, if, my butthole. <laughs> if he was goofed off, I mean, I, you just have to hold guys accountable. I think um, 
first of all, you have to set the example. You have to set the example. Before you can go get on anybody else, you have to make sure you're doing everything right because it drives me nuts seeing people who aren't doing the right things and you don't have and you don't get respect from people and you don't get any uh i don't think authority is the right word but you don't get any type of respect to be able to go call people out if you are the one who's doing the same stuff and so if you're if you're doing this the right stuff then you i think you kind of have the respect from everybody else if you're the one working hard every day you got to be able to go call guys out and even this week there was like two or three instances my roommate here avery ellsworth the new american on our team uh, he and I got into some arguments on the court this week, but like he and I both understand that like when we are off the court Then it's totally fine like in when we're competing and stuff in practice We uh, we might butt heads, but it's just because we all want we all want to win it And we all want to succeed at the end of the day and so that that has to be Common knowledge and on the other side of that which I'm brothers Really good at is being able to accept this and being able to accept criticism because when somebody comes and approaches you and holds you accountable for something Responding the right way is important because it can just if you take it personally, I think that I think that it can ruin a culture in a way, and I've seen that happen. I've been on teams where that happened, so that's kind of my answer for that one. Joe, I I, I want to ask you a question on that, and I think it can help. For uh, what was who what was the name who asked that question again? Kevin Kev Lou. Kev and and Micah, you can also I don't know if you you've kind of had the same. No, splits, I'm but... trash at this. I'm trash <laughs> at this. I need to learn. <laughs> Um, really but Joe Joe so for people out there Joe he became a better leader obviously as one goes um becomes a leader more and goes through different stages of their life like I remember your freshman sophomore junior year you're a lot more tight you're a lot more tightly wound and then your senior year you were still very intense you were still the man you were still tightly wound but you became looser um and then now I think it's even more so you know what I'm saying uh, but still, like, but not in the way where you became a worse leader, but you became a more well-rounded leader where you're more open to st- different stuff. For example, um, and me and Max were talking about this the other night with, like, you before, before and you st- your stance on girlfriends is still the same, right? Like, distractions and stuff. But, like, be I mean, more open. Yeah, okay. Be more open to stuff and having kind of, like, show. different multiple, yeah, having multiple multiple things parts of your life i think you're more open to that as you get older and i feel like and being less tight and being more relatable to the guys i think you can kind of you don't have to talk long about it just kind of address it really quick and like having other parts stuff in your life to kind of so you're not only focusing on that one practice because like i said me and max talking about like if you're just focusing on one practice like throughout the whole day like you can be focused or whatever but if you have a bad practice you're gonna be depressed or anything like that like you need something else to kind of keep your mind off something I think that's what you yeah. kind of implemented your senior year and now, especially with like out of system and stuff. I think that's what you're kind of learning as well. And correct me if I'm wrong there. For sure. And yeah, no, I mean, I, I've spoken about this like in high school, like literally every day, volleyball, 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 no, no matter what, volleyball, volleyball. And to the facility, like I had n- absolutely no social life at all. And when I got to college, like for sure, like I, um, I expanded my horizons, I think is a good way of putting it and I was like and like you said I think I uh Hawaii University of Hawaii molded me in so many different ways and I spoke I spoke about this I think on my senior night speech in front of family and friends um my experiences there for sure helped like change me in so many different ways on and off the court um and it really kind of changed my perspective on things and like you said how I lead and it is important like you have to be able to understand what's important in life in general 
and recognize that volleyball is a game, but that it is like it, it it's a passion. It is your, and it is now my job. And so it's, I, 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 th- I think I, we can get further into this at a, on a later podcast. I think this is a bigger topic that we can get into. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think it's important though that whatever you're doing at that time, you need you need to be able to give a hundred percent. Whether it's like you said, a relationship, whether it's volleyball, you need to be able to make sure if you're not giving a hundred percent to whatever that part of your life is, you're not able to give the full attention that's necessary in order for that to be successful, or for people around you to make sure to make to feel like that you are hundred percent in it then i don't think it's the right decision so when teammates come and ask me about relationships that they're like in and out i'm like if you're not like 100 percent in on it then it's to me it's almost like a distraction or it's a kind of a waste of time in a way because if you're not right. able to be 100 percent on anything then i th- whether and volleyball is the same way like if guy if freshman came to me like ah like i like i like this other things i don't know what i think about volleyball i'm like you need to make a decision what your mindset is on this if you're able to put 100 percent effort into this when it's required then you should continue doing it if not then you should maybe look into doing other things i think that I, that's just my perspective on life in general so so you think that you can give like so the, so you think that there can be multiple things that you can give 100 percent to not yeah for sure okay for sure but i i it's difficult for younger people for for it like i, I don't know if immature is the right word my, i don't know micah if if you can add in on this at all, but it, like for people who are younger and adolescents more so, I think it's more much like their perspective on what a hundred percent is is much different than somebody like who like is a professional athlete who absolutely understands what it took to get there. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the middle yeah, of the process, I sure. think it's difficult for you to understand what it requires to get to whatever level that is. Yeah, I think I think. To be completely honest, I think you have, you're miles ahead of me, um, in a lot of ways, but definitely in in that mindset, because I still struggle with that a lot. I have so much stuff. I like I'm I have that ADHD where I'm like, I have so many things I want to do, um, that I'm like never a hundred percent. But I, at the same time, I luckily can be really present. So when I am playing volleyball or when I am doing something, I'm like completely there. But I can that's, jump all no, around at the same time. Yeah, so, that's no. That's what I'm saying is whatever you're doing, you've got to be present 100. percent And I think you are about that. What you're doing, you are 100 percent in on. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like you can have a couple different things, but you need when you're there, when you're present, when it's required of your time, you need to be able to be 100 percent there in order to make yeah. things work. And yeah, so I, I don't think you are. The, I don't think you are different in mindset necessarily i i think 100 percent like that you un, i mean you understand what it takes to be able to be successful at all kinds of different things and so so, so like go you, ahead so like you sacrifice but so it's okay like the sack like for example if you have one passion with another passion you're gonna sat some some sacrifice is gonna happen but you're saying sacrifice is gonna happen but make sure when you're in that moment with them that you're 100 percent in yeah yes okay yes but at the same time if that is taking away if like if your passion's volleyball right, right. and stuff if that's taking away your ability to be 100% there then that's when i think it becomes a distraction you know what i mean whether right, it's right, mental right, physical right. whatever like you need to be able to like that needs i think everything needs to help every circle in your life needs to help the other 
circles in a way. So if that's not supporting you be successful in another thing, then I think it's holding you back in a way, or like I've like I've claimed being a distraction maybe. I think it's yeah. holding, if if every sense. circle is not benefiting everything else, then that's when I see there being an issue. Some people yeah, might disagree sense. with me on that, but that's how I feel. No, right. I think I I understand that mindset though. So, let's wrap up. We got two fast questions here, um, and then we're gonna wrap, and then we'll wrap it up. We're gonna push the pick pickums on to next week because we've been going a while here. Um, we are we have two really quickly. We had a couple people write us about the UCLA switching over to Nike. They wanted Bro. Micah's thoughts on that. Jordan, Bro. they're Jordan brand. They're Jordan brand. Yeah, I am so freaking sad that I'm not there. That would be the sickest <laughs> thing ever. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna hit up uh, all your boys. Coach there. Uh, no, the assistant coach there always tells me he's like, "Hey man, hit me up if you want a care package. Hit me up if you want a care package." And I didn't want one because it, was, it wasn't freaking Jordan. It wasn't Nike. yeah. Get so some fresh J's. I'm definitely gonna call him up, and I and I normally don't call people up for stuff. You guys know me. I don't. But really you got it now. Jo- like Jordan's but for I, sure. I've, you been, got I've been heavily considering. I'm like, hey, coach, can I get a little some, please? Dude. No, that get man, it. it's sick. I think it's so sick. I think, I mean, frick, Michigan is a big school that has Jordan. I think they're like North Carolina. I think their their stuff is so sick. And then the other yeah. schools, yeah. North Carolina, um, and then obviously I think um, somehow because Oregon has that that relationship with Nike with Phil Knight that they've gotten some Jordans too for like their basketball team and, and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, but it's rare. It's rare to be a Jordan school and Jordan six. So I think it's, I'm wearing Jordan right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they can't, MJ, they can't the goat. see that. They can't see that. <laughs> MJ's the goat. Yeah. MJ's, <laughs> he was a good player for sure. He was a, he was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Really quickly, everybody. Again, we I t- I I know that um, we had written back on the Out of System account that we've been getting to a couple that we'd be getting to a couple other people on the questions. We're gonna get to those next week. I promise. If we didn't get to them this week, the pick them. We're gonna push to next week too because we've been we've been uh, rambling on about a couple of different things today. Micah is in the lead after the first week for the first okay, time. Okay. Don't get on the used podcast. to it. Don't get used okay. to it. Yeah, and so pick them. Let me keep, let me hold this spot for a little bit. So we're gonna push we're gonna push at. it back to next week, and uh, we'll we'll let Gage here sign off again. Thank you everybody. If you have any more stuff you want for advice, questions, shoot us a DM. We would love to answer it on future podcasts. Alrighty, well I've started this podcast out on a very soothing note. I want to end it on a very soothing note because again I don't want to attack my brother like he felt attacked last week, Micah. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure of, of mine. Always Namaste. talk with my lads. Namaste. And Namaste. Namaste. And for those listening out there, <laughs> remember, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the damn kitchen. This has been another episode. Please. Presented Please. by Out of System. Yeah, thank you very much.